Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. So glad to have you here with us today. Gosh, I'm just so excited to be in front of the mic again, back here in the studio, uh, you know, not working out of a hotel or having some stuff. Um, You know, these are our two last best-selling authors that I did while Kathy and I were, you know, in our little interim there. And, And I appreciate the authors and them bearing with me. Uh, you know, as I was able to get back and be able to produce these. And and we had a lot of fun doing them. And I appreciate you, you know, sticking with us through a couple of replays. I mean, there was some exciting stuff we replayed for you. And, uh, you know, they were from old episodes that I really hope you got a chance to really hear the message from some really exciting people. And, and I also replayed an episode that... Um, was from actually somebody else's podcast that featured Kathy on it. And I really wanted to give them a little bit of uh, airtime here on our broadcast and, uh, you know, give a shout out to them. And, and of course, you know, I think Kathy's amazing. That's why I married her. Um, You know, and it's always great to have her on the show and sharing her brilliance with the world. And it's great to have you here to be able to to be blessed, really, to, to pour into your life and to talk about that amazing person that is you. Now, a lot of you cringe when I say that. I know, um, you know, and, and I suppose that's probably because whenever you point the finger at somebody, you know, you're pointing four back at yourself or at least three because I don't know how you really point the thumb back at yourself that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, because it's so difficult for us as people to really accept uh, praise, to accept compliments. And a person will say to you, oh, you did such an amazing job. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's hard to even be able to just simply be gracious and say thank you. Often we find ourselves saying something like, oh, it was no big deal, or ah, yeah, no problem, or something like that, rather than you know, worst case scenario, just simply saying, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, sometimes even that little bit is difficult. And I totally get it. Uh, I understand. But the more we can appreciate just how amazing the person that we are. You see, here's the thing. Um, regardless of your particular background, your religious bent, uh, the family of origin you came from, any of those kind of things. Each one of you is absolutely unique. Twins. Those of you that know twins or have twins, you'll know totally what I mean. Twins are not identical. I mean, even when they look exactly the same, even, you know, when they fool the teacher and, and, uh, you know, those kind of things, the people that really know them, they know they're different. They have different uh, interests and wants and desires. 
uh, my two twin nephews, um, who I haven't seen in a lot of years, but when they were five, they they actually lived with uh, with uh, my parents and I for a couple of weeks while their parents were in a training, um, and it was really fun to get to have them in our lives. and And it was interesting to see that although they looked identical and and they were, uh, you know, the definition of identical twins. Um, just how different they were and how their personalities showed up. Um, you know, and although they knew what the other person wanted, knew what they were thinking, what they were feeling, they, um, you know, they were very much themselves as individuals. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because often we feel cookie-cuttered. We feel like what I do is no big deal and anybody can do it and I'm just not that special. And it's not true. It really isn't. You're so amazing. You have giftings. You have talents. You have a uniqueness that no one else on the planet has ever had or ever will. Now think about that, okay? I mean, how many people are there on the planet? I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> I think it's uh, like three or four trillion people now that are on the planet if... If I remember correctly, it's a lot of people, is what I'm saying. And there are, according to what I read, so it may or may not be true because I read it on the internet. <laughs> um, you know, there are as many people alive today as there have been alive throughout all of history, going all the way back to the very first people. Um, you know, that's kind of mind-boggling. Um, but it also speaks to just how incredible it is that, and let's just use number, um, and if I'm totally wrong, uh, you know, bear with me. But let's say there's three trillion people on the planet right now. Um, and let's say that that then means that over the course of forever, there's been approximately six trillion people in existence. That means that you are not like six trillion other people. You are unique, one out of six trillion. Just think about that for a minute. Let that sink in, really. Um, you know, because that's, I mean, that's, talk about odds. I mean, if somebody told you your chances of winning the lottery are one in six trillion, you probably wouldn't pay, you know? Um, and if you did win, talk about feeling lucky. You know, I mean, we feel lucky if we win a one in the million or one in 10 million or even one in 150 million, you know, kind of odds. But imagine one in six trillion and you won and you're you. And that unique, awesome brilliance is what you bring to the table. It's who you are. It's what you're meant to do. It's why you were placed on this planet exactly now. You weren't born in 1652. I don't know if anything significant happened in 1652. It was just a number that came to my mind. You weren't born in the Stone Ages. You weren't born sometime in the future. You were born on your birthday. You are exactly the age that you are now. All of us have things that have happened in our lives. Things that we wish weren't. 
that we would give anything to remove from our history because they were awful. They were horrible. And I want you to know that I'm not diminishing them whatsoever. But what I want you to know is that event, that person, that situation, that doesn't define you. It was a situation. It is something that may give you the ability to reach, to do, to be, to learn things that you would not have been able to without it. But you before that were unique and here on purpose. And you still are. You have a purpose to fill that only you can fill. And here's the great news. You know, a lot of times we start hearing, you know, purpose and destiny things. And it's like, oh, man, I wish I would have embraced that. I'm 51 now, you know, and so I understand the concept of, you know, eustas and, uh, you know, if only I had known thens. You know what I mean? Those of you that are a little bit older like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, imagine if you could take all the wisdom, experiences and knowledge that you have now back into the 20 year old that had the energy to go along with that. Um, now we won't get into the concept that at 20, your brain was probably not fully developed. And so some of that material would be lost. We won't, we won't get into any of that, but you know, we look back at that, but the truth is today where you are and who you are is absolutely perfect. That's undeniable. You are poised right now on the edge of greatness. Ready to soar. Ready to learn, to grow, to seek new heights. To go to places, to be the person, to do things that you never thought possible and or that you've only just dreamt of. You know those quiet imaginations in the middle of the night when you play the, wish, the I wish I could game? When you find yourself looking for the reset button, wondering what life would be like if such and such had been? Unfortunately, we're not a video game. We can't go back to the last save point or start the game over from scratch and do it all right this time. But what we can do is we can succeed starting right now today. We can take a small step or a giant leap into potential, possibility, and a future. Because you have an amazing future. It's right here, right now, for you. That's undeniable. You are brilliant. There's so much more in this life. And now is your time to step out, to learn, to step up, to become trained 
in things that you've always wanted to learn, but you've never started into. To take the leap of faith, to do what you can do while it's called today. As my good friend Ernie Villanueva always says, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only legal tender we have. And I encourage you as you listen to our best-selling authors that are coming up here today to really take a look at yourself, not in a critical way, not to try to find fault with yourself, but to find possibility and potential. And then take that leap and see that you've got wings that were always meant to fly. I got to tell you a little story. Um, I was going to go to a commercial break, but I'm going to do this for a story real quick. Baby birds, their moms, take them up in the air and they're flying way up high. They're on their mom's back and it's, wee, oh, this is so much fun. And then after a while of all these free rides on mom's back, one day the mom flips upside down. You know, you've seen airplanes do it where they, you know, do a barrel roll. Mom does that. Mom Eagle flips upside down and there goes the little baby bird plummeting to the ground, terrified, knowing that life is over. Because what the baby bird doesn't know is that mom can fly faster than they can fall. And before they get to the ground, mom sweeps down, catches them on their back, soars back up into the air. And very quickly, the little baby bird forgets about the fear of the falling as elated again in the flight. And then mom flips over again, and they're falling. And this happens over and over and over again until one time the little baby bird stretches out its wings. The baby bird didn't grow wings in that minute. The baby bird always had those wings. It didn't know what they were for. It had never flown. But in that moment, it stretches out its wings and the air catches it and it begins to fly on its own. And it never needs to ride on mom's back again. And it knows that it was always meant to fly. I want you to know today that you were always meant to fly, that you have those wings. You may feel like you're plummeting to the earth. But first of all, mom can fly faster than you can fall. And she'll catch you. For some of you, that mom may be a sister. It may be someone from your tribe. But they will catch you and take you back up. But eventually, you're going to spread those wings. And you're going to fly. Because you were always meant to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Welcome back to flying, to having your wings. Today is your day, and we want to be here to be part of you spreading your wings and flying. There is so much more for you in your life, and no matter how old you are, no matter what you've been through, there is an opportunity for you. So today we want to talk about education and that it's never too late to learn. And to help us with that, I'm joined by Trevor Husey with his new book. Hi, Trevor. How are you today? I, I am very well, Steve. I am very well, very excited about the book. So tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, I know you started into your education a little later than some people. Oh, yes. Much, much later, Steve. As a matter of fact, um, um, when I enrolled in college, I was age 56. Um, just completed my 56th birthday. And it all went well from then on, um, mainly encouraged by my wife, who used to teach at the very college that I enrolled in. And she arranged for me to do the entrance exam. I did it. I was accepted. And thus, the journey started. It was a little bit intimidating at first. Um, being looking in the classroom, I was much older than my lecturer and most of the participants, other students in the room. As a matter of fact, right throughout the course, I was, at all times, I was the eldest person in the room. And a um, little bit intimidating, but it was okay once we got into the rhythm of things. Um, because I was able to use my life experience along with, juxtaposed with the theories that I was being exposed to for the first time. In other words, these theories got a, got a name. My experience gave the theories a name. So can you give us an example of um, a life experience that you learned what to call it? Oh, for instance, um, oh, for instance, things like um, what we term as self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, someone would say, uh, people with certain powers would predict something from happening and then make it happen by, because they have the power to channel the things, the thoughts into practice because they have the power to do it. That's one thing I learned. Can you think of a, an event in history you actually lived through 
that um, then when you were studying it, it gave you new insights into what was happening at that time? Oh, yes. Um, the behavioral sciences was, um, was something that I could, I could relate to with my experience. For instance, um, certain behaviors, if you add variables to it, it would change the whole outlook of, 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 of the thing. For instance, um, you have an, a person who is continuously say, late for class. Um, that's a behavior. Can it be corrected? How do you correct it? All right. Do you, you correct it by finding out what is creating the late, the late, the continued lateness or chronic lateness? Then when you find out what is causing it, then you can work with the person to correct it. For instance, that it, it could be a work situation. It would be something. Is it a question of transportation? Is it a question they had a new birth in the house whereby they have to stay up late at night um, trying to calm a baby? And that sort of thing, I learned that you have to go into reasons why, because people, behaviors are something that is learned and not, and not just trust upon you. It's, it's learned over a period of time. Am I, 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 am I making sense? Yes, absolutely you are. Okay, okay. So it, it, it's little things like those you understand, not to jump to conclusions. Um, there is always a reason why certain things happen. Um, it is out of Attitude, which um, I learned is a habit of thought. That's what an attitude is. A habit of thought, like you think, you bring these things into play, you bring your thoughts into play. And to correct these things, you have to change the whole way of thinking. And this is what happened to me in my, in my, in, in, in my educational journey. I learned to analyze before making decisions and not just use gut feeling. Um, for instance, if you're asked in class to, 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 to make a point, you have to tell the lecturer why and give a reason because if there is no reason behind the thought, then that's just a gut feeling. And feelings, as we used to joke in class, feelings come and go, they're not reliable. Get your facts analyzed before you make a decision. That makes total sense. So talk just a little bit about starting your educational process. I mean, you were 56 years old. How did that feel? <laughs> Frightening. <laughs> Frightening. <laughs> Frightening. I remember the first day I walked into the class and looked around. And like I said, I was the oldest person there. And you thought that everybody would be so much smarter than you are. But um, it was different. It, it, I, I, um, I found that I could cope 
because once the discussion started, I was able to, as I said before, use my personal experience and give my experience in conjunction with what was being taught. So starting off, you, um, you just took one class, is that right? Yes, I did one class. As a matter of fact, um, I made a deal with my wife because there was a little bit toss up whether I, should, whether I would want to go. And she said, look, go in, do one class. And after the class, you decide whether you want to go further or not. You won't hear anything more from me. And I thought that was good. Okay, let me go in. And I'm sure, oh, I'm going to fail, so it doesn't matter. And then I won't hear anything more from her. But it so happened, Steve, that I did exceptionally well. And that first class, because of the research that I did, I, I got a, I got a 4.0. No, first time 4.0, you can imagine I, I, I was sprouting wings. I was, on, I was on cloud nine because I did not believe that it was possible. So that gave me the confidence to continue. And if I remember correctly, you were telling me your wife is, is, is a college professor. Yes, 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 she was. And apparently there was something that she saw in me that I didn't see. And she was able to help to bring it out. And this is why the, the, the book is dedicated to her. For her <laughs> encouragement, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could go back now um, and advise yourself, um, how much sooner do you think you would have started uh, into your continuing education? Um, I don't think I would have started any earlier. Um, what happened basically is that um, is that that Joyce was the motivator because I didn't think it was necessary. I was very well trained in what I was doing in engineering, a very well qualified, factory trained um, by Caterpillar. Um, in various subjects, I was a engine hydraulics, engine hydraulics and electrical systems certified. So it wasn't necessary for me to go with further education. I, I was equipped to earn enough to, to, for me to set for life. And then Joyce came in the picture and the rest is history. So now that you jumped in and did it, tell us, give us an idea. Um, how much education did you end up getting? Oh, I did the undergraduate degree first and I went on to do the graduate degree. So I have um, undergrad and graduate degree. It changed my life completely, completely. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but I, I had the opportunity to go back to my alma mater and I taught there for quite a few semesters as an adjunct. 
So you went from one class, uh, trying it out basically to get your wife to stop telling you you should try it, um, to ending up being a professor back at that same college. That's correct, Steve. That's a transition that I will always remember for the rest of my life. And it really was a high point for me when I walked in the first when I walked in to teach the first class. And so I visualized myself sitting there as a student and then transformation myself as a as a professor lecturing. That's six, awesome. six, six, six years later. That is, that, that's great stuff. Yeah. So what, what advice would you have to people who are saying to themselves, I'm too old to uh, go back to school, to finish my degree, whatever. What advice would you have for them? No such thing. No such thing. Age has nothing to do with it. As long as you are of sound mind, because the mind is the key issue here. The mind, because thoughts are not only things, they are the cause of things. And as you think, so if you think old, you're gonna be old. If, you think, if you're old and think young, you're fine. And like I say, physical disabilities should not be a deterrent. Because most of these schools and learning institutions are um, disability friendly. So as long as you are of sound mind, your age does not matter, you can go ahead. Because since after I got my um, graduate degree, I, I started fooling around with photography. And at age 79, I got a certificate in photography from, uh, from the New York Institute of Photography. And I'm now a certified photographer. So my learning has not stopped. Well, Trevor, I think you're amazing. I think your book's amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with all of us um, so that we too can learn that no matter what age you are, you're never too old to start learning, to keep learning, and to uh, take it to the next level with your education. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here today. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you for having me, and it was wonderful. And uh, one thing, let me leave with this. The more I learn is the more questions I have. And the questions continue with my, my, my learning. And keep that in mind, everybody who is listening, never too late, go for it, go for it, go for it. And thanks a million, Steve. For some of you listening, the first step to becoming all that you can be is going to take some education. It's going to take some training, some learning, um, you know, going back to school, finding a mentor, having a coach, any of those kind of things. You're going to need to learn some things in order to be uh, the thriving entrepreneur that you were always meant to be. And that's okay. doesn't matter whether you're, you know, in preschool. I don't know if I have any preschoolers listening, but, you know, in preschool or you had to drop out during elementary school or high school or, you know, you've gone all the way through doctorates and you need to get an education in something else. 
you know, you could be the most amazing lawyer in the world and that doesn't mean that you're qualified to be a doctor. You could be the most amazing doctor in the world and that doesn't mean that you know anything about marketing. And so if you have that tug on your heart that you know what you need to show up in the world and what it takes for you to go from here to there is education, then take those classes. Do like Trevor did. Take a class. Give it a try. Spread your wings and fly. Commit yourself to living as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. You are such an amazing individual, and I hope more than anything else, we can drive home in this hour just a little just a little seed, you know, just a tiny speck of the beginning of belief of just how incredible you are. I want that for you. I wish that for you, and I know that it's possible. And so I really hope that you are embracing the thriving entrepreneur that is within you because there's so short of a distance between where you are right now and where you could be. You are undeniable. It is undeniable that you are great, that you were meant to soar. Now is your time like that little baby bird, to spread your wings, catch the air, and discover, hey, guess what? I can fly up high all by myself. I'm not just a rock that falls to the ground. I'm undeniable. And now is my time to soar. And the good news is you don't have to do it by yourself. There are so many people, including our next best-selling author, that have taken the time to share what they've learned to help you live the undeniable you. Join me in welcoming Mirtha Dubois. Mirtha, did I say your name right? You sure did, Steve. Thank you so much. Hi, how are you today? I am doing absolutely phenomenal. Well, good. I'm glad to hear. I'm doing good, thanks. So, uh, tell people a little bit about your book and how you came up with the idea. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say thank you. Um, I, I definitely need to put the thank yous out there first. Um, thank you to you. Thank you to, to Kathy. Um, thank you to your team. Thank you to Miss um, Lisa Nichols because it was through her I heard of Kid Marketing. And as far as the idea of the book is concerned, I mean, it started way back when, um, when, you know, people talk about their life. It's like, man, my life is a little bit different. Maybe someone would want to hear about my life one day. And, you know, the twists and the turns, and I'm saying, wow, you know, somebody can definitely hear um, some of the things that are going on through my ups and my downs. But it wasn't until I really went through my life, meaning really went through a moment or a time in my life where um, things started opening up um, in a sense of awareness of who I was, what I needed to, to, to do, who I needed to be, um, that it became clearer and clearer as to, you know, writing a book with a little bit more purpose. Before I had an idea of just writing a book about my life, but until I went through some of the experiences that I did, it wasn't until then that I said, man, you know what? This book is going to be more of purpose. It's going to serve somebody, um, including myself. And uh, tell everybody the title of your book. The title of my book is called Undeniable You, Seven Steps to Soar. And the reason why it's undeniable is through my journey through my experiences um, growing spiritually uh, I, I became you know one with myself and I knew there was more to me than just what I see in front of a mirror and just what people or title people add um, behind my name I knew there was more to me than just that and I needed to bring her out I needed to bring Martha out so that the world can see and that you know there are many people out there who can definitely relate so undeniable you for me really meant um a rebirth if you will uh, a, a new start new beginning um but from the same shell so to speak um something that um that when you look into yourself and you you start to have conversations, and I know I'm not the only one <laughs> with yourself, that there's something in you that's going to be true to you in the response that you receive and in the feeling that you feel. Does that make sense, Steve? That makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was thinking as you were saying that, I think a lot of people struggle with... Um, that if you will deniably you you know we we spend so much time saying oh it's not that big of a deal you know what i mean right, right. <laughs> than really celebrating ourselves can you talk more in detail about that absolutely um and i i see exactly what you mean um you know we we grow up and and we start immediately we have um our parents start to more or less place us, uh, not intentionally, but they start to place us in a box that's called, well, you know what, I'll use me and I'll use you. Um, Steve, this is who you should be. And this is, when you grow up, this is who you're going to be. Mirtha, this is, you know, 
you, you speak like this and you look like this. So this is, this is what you, you should follow. This is the dream that you should follow. And then we get into, of course, you know, our, um, our family, our culture, where we grew, grow up, our environment, our uh, religion almost. So we, we fall, we start to fit into other people's boxes and we lose sight of, you know, ourselves. So even when we come face to face initially with the true us, we do deny, no, no, that's, that's, that's not Martha. That, that's not Steve. That's not who I am. So you start to deny who you truly are because most of your life, people have been placing you into these different sections and these different boxes and these different headers. So, I mean, it's so normal. It's just by the time you get to be an adult, let alone when you get to be old like me, um, <laughs> <laughs> you just celebrated my 51st birthday. So oh, I get to. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Happy, happy birthday. Don't get me singing on this. this <laughs> <show>. <laughs> you know, those boxes are just so ingrained that, um, you know, we're used to it. So how do we how do we break out of the box or realize there never was a box or whatever the right way to say that is? Right. Uh, for me personally, the way that I, it was, there was always a feeling there that there's more, right? Uh, growing up, I started having these conversations with, you know, other women. I started having conversations with my family members and there was always a, a feeling there that, there should be more to this person. There, there is more to me. And what happens is your experiences start to take shape. And if you are very careful, if you are still even at times, you will pick up on some of the clues that life is leaving you saying, you know what, Martha, there's more to you than just this. You don't belong under this label. You should not be just this title. Um, and if you listen very closely, you will hear it. You will start to feel it. And if you dare, you will even start to take steps towards it. Now, for me, it all turned around, um, literally, Steve, uh, you know, like I said, through my experiences, I mean, I, I was raised um, through a, a, a culture that was very, my mom was extremely, um, I want to say restrictive, but she was, she was very, she was really, you, you could have a dream, but you couldn't really live out your dream. And then I got married at a very young age. So for me, I was always, I felt like I was always living somebody else's life. It never felt right to me. And if we are honest with ourselves, we'll start to feel that. The thing about it is though, when you meet up with someone that has been through that experience, it's quicker to identify. When you are going through this experience without an example, without a mentor, without someone that says, take my hand, let me guide you, let me show you some other things, you stay within that box and you have to fight your way out of it. And, and sometimes you, you have a friend that can talk to you out of it. Sometimes it's a movie. Um, and for me, I lived through books. I lived through television. I lived through movies. I think you and I had a conversation 
um, and, and I mentioned to you that I watched this, this movie with Glenn Close, and I was saying to myself, this is the character I want to play, not knowing that this is a character that really could be me, right? Could be part of me because of the characteristic that she held in that movie. Um, and I wanted to speak out. I was very shy as a child, very, um, I was an introvert. I, you know, stayed alone, wanted to be alone, was happy being alone. But every time I met up with someone and, and who was feeling the same as I was, or maybe in a, in a worse place than I was, I felt alive. There was something more to it. I was able to share so much with that person that again, listening to that voice, that inner voice and that feeling and feeling that feeling, I started to say to myself, Martha, there's more. There's so much more. So I started to seek out the more. Um, and after or through my, my marriage, and um, even especially after my marriage, it became clearer and clearer that, Martha, there's more to you than just what you have already. And um, through a lot of uh, spiritual guidance, um, again, through books, through reading, through watching movies, through having conversations with even strangers, it started to come out and started to um, reveal itself to me. So that intuition that we all sometimes tend to push away, that, um, that third eye sometimes that we, we tend to close, those are the clues that life gives us to follow in that footstep. And we have to be clear, we have to be quiet, we have to be um, in a space where we are accepting those clues. And there are some really great steps in the book, Undeniable You, that helps person walk through that. So it's not just a you know, a bunch of concepts and then it's just left out there with a lot of more good ideas that actually walks a person through physical things that they can do and journaling and writing out stuff. Um, and you got to get the book in order to go through the whole program. We're not going to give it to you over the, uh, over the radio here. Right, right. <laughs> but let's give them a start. Okay. Um, if a person wants to begin living undeniable, what's a good first step that they could like right now after listening to the show, uh, begin implementing in their life? The first step for me, Steve, was to breathe. I, um, I remember, you know, there were times, and I'm sure many of the audience listening now, there are times that you actually have to take a deep breath because all of a sudden you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're suffocating, right? And that's because many of us go through life holding our breath in. We, we just hold it. We're running and we're running and we're running. And we don't realize that we have to breathe. But because breathing is such a natural thing, um, it's automatic almost, that we don't take time to intentionally breathe. And that's extremely important. I mean, breathing has such great health benefits. It, um, it allows you to clear your mind. It allows you to um, get one with yourself and to start to feel things and see things that if you're running, you, you don't normally see or hear. So for me, the first step was take a step back and intentionally 
When I say breathing, I mean when you inhale, you're inhaling slowly. You are inhaling deeply. You are inhaling with intent. When you feel your lungs fill up with air, and when you are exhaling, you are doing so consciously, purposefully, and completely. And sometimes we get away from that because it's something so simple, right? And it's done automatically that we just go through life as if, um, it, you know, uh, for me, sometimes when, we, when I get home and, I, and, and again, again, the audience, if you think back, if you're sitting in your car and you're driving from point A to point B and you're so used to driving from point A to point B, at times it's so easy to miss what's around you. Because you, by the time you get to B, to point B, you're saying, oh my goodness, I'm home already, or I'm, I'm at the store, or I'm at this place already. You didn't take the time, you weren't intentional, when, you know, and you didn't participate, actively participate in your, your movement, in, in understanding where you are and where it is that you're going. And for me, breathing takes that, um, takes that, that nonchalant, attitude and makes it more personal it makes it more you going through what you're going through so you're going to feel it you're going to see it you're going to taste it you're going to smell it so breathe it all starts with the breathing so it can clear your mind does that make sense Steve? it totally does and i hope that everyone will take a minute and take a deep breath and really just be able to see that there is so much more possibility. And then go out and get Undeniable You by Mirtha Dubois, one of our next best-selling authors. <laughs> so we're excited to celebrate that with her. Mirtha, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the radio today. Thank you, Steve, for having me. Live your life, the undeniable you. Spread your wings and soar. You are meant for so much. And that's really what I see for you, what I want for you, and that I hope that you will embrace today as you stretch yourself, as you spread your wings and discover that you can fly and be a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this, what would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. 
Thanks for spending some time with us here today. You know, you're so amazing. You are such an incredible person. And I can feel you fighting it. I I understand it because like I said, I feel myself fighting it when people say nice things like that about me sometimes too. But you really are. You are so amazing. You're undeniable. You have a brilliant mind. And no matter where you went, no, no matter how far you've been in school, it doesn't matter. You can go back. You can learn. You still have the capability. You can soar to greater heights than you've ever imagined. You can live that life that you barely let ever peek out in your dreams. It's there for you. It wants to be part of your existence. And you really, truly do have it. Um, you know, and I just really hope that just a little bit, you know, I mean, I'm not expecting that over the course of a, a one hour radio show where we featured two special guests with their best selling books, I'm not expecting that it's going to totally change everything in your life, but I hope that it planted a seed, that it watered an already planted seed, that it was like some fertilizer, like, uh, you know, miracle Grow. Um, you know, I don't know. I hope maybe you, like the seeds in one of those Chia Pets, have finally gotten rubbed into one of those weird things, and now you're just ready to blossom. I, I You know, I mean, so many analogies, but whatever's going to work for you, just like that baby bird, you may feel right now like you're plummeting to earth. But you've always had wings. It's okay. If you're not ready to spread those wings, we're here for you. We've got you. We can fly down, scoop you up before you hit the ground, and take you back up again. For some of you, it feels like, oh, nobody caught me and I hit the ground. But the truth of the matter is, is if you're listening to this, you're still alive. So you did not crash into the ground and die. You may have felt scared to death. You may have had your heart pounding so fast that you thought you had a heart attack or any other of those kind of things, but you didn't die. We've got you. And now we're soaring back up into the sky. And next time, It'll be your turn, and you can spread your wings. But in the meantime, we've got you. You're good. But let me tell you one other thing. Whatever you are, wherever you are in life, you've come through some stuff. And now's your time to give yourself credit for the good that you've already done. Whatever that might be. I, I lived until this day in my life, to this age. I made it through. You know, there's the old song, I made it through the rain. You know, and I found myself respected by the others who got rained on too and made it through. So it's okay. There's been some rain that's fallen in your life. Maybe a lot of it. Maybe it was a tsunami. Maybe it was a monsoon. But that's all right. You made it through the rain. 
And now's your turn to really thrive, to really grow, to be more than maybe even you knew you could be. And that starts by sharing what you've come through with people who aren't as far as you are. As you're listening to these amazing best-selling authors share what they've come through, I want you to be inspired to think of all that you've come through yourself. All of the times that you've gotten rained on too and that you made it through. Because you're here. You didn't crash headfirst into the ground and end up dead. You're still alive. And now is your turn to soar. And part of that soaring is sharing your story with the people who are five steps, ten steps, twenty steps behind you. What have you learned so far? By us sharing what we've learned so far, we each of us can grow just a little bit more to do a little more and be a little more. That journey can start with the simplest of steps, just by simply going to bestsellersguild.com. It's a free Facebook group. You don't have to spend a dime to be part of it. Just come on in and start making part of your tribe people who are our bestsellers. They're on the way to being bestsellers. They have that same dream. And next thing you know, you'll be writing your story too. And you'll be sharing it with the world. Before you know it, you'll be on Thriving Entrepreneur. Sharing with the world your best-selling book. That's exciting. So do come join us at bestsellersguild.com. Share your journey so far. Talk to us about how fun the plummet was or how terrifying it was. And the fact that you're here. That you made it through. Because you're here for a reason. You are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. I want you to know that my wonderful wife, Kathy, and I, we're here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want you to thrive, to grow, to, to aspire to all that you can be, to live and be all that you're meant to be, so that you too can say, you know what? I love the life that I live. I love living as who I am. And I love being a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.